Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, man, the Cowboys need a kicker. And before the NFL draft, we talked about this need and I made the argument. I made the argument for the Cowboys to maybe take Jake Moody in the fourth round. And my logic, more than the fact that Moody was amazing when he was at Michigan and he was perfect over the last two years of his career, more than all of that, my argument was centered around the fact that there were no other options. You look at the free agency market and it is kind of tough. We'll dive into some of the biggest names out there. And when we get to the Freeman Mazda stat of the week, I think that it's going to be very clear how bleak things really are. But the 49ers took Moody in the third round. Then the Patriots took the Maryland kicker. I always forget his name. I'm sorry about that. I always forget it. Uh, but Dane Brugler only had those two guys as draft-worthy prospects in his draft guide. They were the only two kickers with a draft grade uh, being a round in his NFL draft guide. So it's, it's a bleak reality that the Cowboys are facing right now. Uh, Let me say hi in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat before we get into those top four guys that we need to talk about. Uh, Shout out to Toxic Tom, (laughs) who now has a picture of me in his YouTube profile pic. Shout out to Toxic Tom. He says, hey, Mo, how about the Mo's? Damn it. (laughs) He got me. He got me. I'll, 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 hey, you enjoy the Baltimore Orioles' success. Uh, how about that Anthony Volpe Grand Slam, though, today? That's right. I got to watch some baseball today. Uh, shout out to Gilbert. Shout out to uh, Slava, who says, Robbie Gold. And we'll talk about him. We'll talk about the former 49ers kicker, as you can see right here. He's one of those candidates. Let's see here. Uh, we've got Gregory as well. Bruce in the chat. Who else is in here? Uh, let me say hi to everyone. Thank you. Thank you for joining the show. Katharina over at Facebook. Let's get into some of these free agent kickers that are available right now in the free agency market. Can you guys see me right now? Oh, okay. I don't know what happened. This wasn't this wasn't even an internet issue. I just clicked the wrong button on the computer. So that was a, a new moment there for me. I apologize for that. Uh, I don't know what happened. I changed steps. Uh, for one way or another, I left the studio. So now I got to reshare the screen.
to give you the slides of the kickers that are going to be available. I apologize for that. That is a rookie mistake. <laughs> Won't happen again. It probably will. It probably will. Uh, but these are the kickers. Toxic Tom says, like, it looks like Mo didn't pay the internet bill. That's the worst part. If it was the internet, I would be fine with it. That's something that I cannot control. But I was just changing tabs one way or another. I don't know how that works. It, I think it was my uh, my mouse. <laughs> Clicked the wrong button accidentally. Anyways, these are the top four free agent kickers that are available right now. At least from a big name standpoint which is not necessarily the best way to go about evaluating players. But when it comes to kickers, it is very tough to figure out what Tristan Vizcaino, for example, who is on the roster, brings to the table just because they have very few numbers to judge them by. So if you don't include those players that have maybe played a little bit here, or maybe they were the backup kicker somewhere and they got called up for a game or two, it is very tough to evaluate who these kickers really are. So you got to evaluate the guys that have done it for a while. And I look at the top four names right now available in the market. And let's start with Ryan Suckup, uh, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Uh, he's been around several teams by now. Over the last two years, and those are the numbers that you're seeing in the screen right now, the last uh, two years field goal percentage for each of these kickers Sukup has made 82% of his field goals. When it comes to extra points, he's nailed pretty much every one of those, 95% over the last two years. But let's get even more into the details. 50 plus yards, two out of eight. 25% uh, hit rate when it comes to 50 plus yarders. 40 to 49 yards, he's made 86%. The thing about Ryan, though, is that he is not handled kickoff duties since 2018. So you're getting somebody that might not have the power to help you out with what seems like a basic task, or but something that at the end of the day you need for Dallas because Brian Angry is unlikely to take over those efforts. And that was one of the big things about Brett Maher last year. He was nailing the football out of the end zone and not allowing opponents to even attempt returns. And he had an insane streak over the first few games in which he didn't allow a single kickoff return. So that's kind of like a big negative for Ryan there. Robbie Gould, 85% field goal percentage over the last two years. He has nailed his long attempts. He's 5 of 6 for 50-plus and between 40 and 49 yards. 70% hit rate, so maybe not as consistent in that area. Extra points, not an issue, 98%. I kind of think that makes Robbie Gould the most uh, decent outside candidate for the Cowboys. Now, Bollock, former Tennessee Titan, currently available. He's made 84% of his field goal attempts over the last two years has nailed 96% of his extra points, 50-plus and 40-49. to 49, He has hit 66% of his attempts in each of those two categories. So, I mean, probably around what you will get in most of, uh, of the cases around the NFL. And finally, Mason Crosby, maybe one of the biggest names on this list, but still has had a rough couple of years, uh, including 
a 2021 season in which he only hit 73% of his field goal attempts. On average, though, over the last two years, 79%. Not ideal numbers. Uh, 50 plus, he's made four out of eight on the last two years. And between 40 and 49, he's made 10 of 15 at 66%. As you can see, there's not a single candidate that jumps right out of the page and says, come on and sign me. Please do it right now. Let me know in the chat, who would you like to see signed out of these four? If you had to sign somebody, or maybe you have another candidate in mind, let me know in the chat, who would you go with? Or should the Cowboys stay put with Tristan Vizcaino? But my main thing here is the Cowboys are not going to go into the season feeling confident about their situation when it comes to the job for their starting kicker. I don't think there's somebody out there that makes you feel super confident. Just wait until the Freeman Maza stat of the week, though, because some of you, some of you might not like it. <laughs> uh, oh, some of you actually will, just based on the comments. Double R says that he wanted Matt Gay two months ago. Obviously, an experienced kicker. Toxic Thompson Maher. Gregory says Maher. Man, you guys are on to me here. You're, you guys are on to me here a little bit. Let's do it. Let's dive right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's dive right into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. This week's stat of the week brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda is a comparative stat. Let's call it like that. Because we have talked about Sukup, we have talked about uh, Randy Bullock, we have talked about Robbie Gold, and we have talked about Mason Crosby as the top free agents out there. Now, they might be the bigger names, and they might be those veteran players that gives Cowboys Nation some level of confidence. Those numbers that you see on screen, as previously covered on tonight's show, are their field goal percentages over the last two years. The Freeman Mazda stat of the week is the following one, though. Their average combined over the last two seasons is 83% when it comes to field goal percentage. And you guessed it. Brett Maher's field goal percentage is 90%. If we are being completely honest with ourselves, Brett Maher might have a very legit case to come on back and become the Cowboys kicker once more. And I will say this again. Maher does handle the kickoff duties. That's a big negative for somebody like Ryan Sockup. Uh, Robbie Gould hit 85% of his field goals over the last two years. So it's not like you're getting somebody that is a guarantee, especially on those 40 to 49 jarters. And I am with the people that say, I don't care about those because I want to go for it. I kind of understand that philosophy, but we're talking about game-winning situations. I think that's why the 49ers were comfortable letting go of Robbie Gold, and they said, we feel good about our roster. Let's get a kicker that guarantees us some level of safety when it comes to winning those close games later in the season or you know, at, at whichever point of the season because a win is a win, and it matters whether it's September, October, or even February, or maybe the February one. 
uh, matters a little bit more, but you get what I mean. There is a 7% difference in field goal percentage between Brett Maher and those four big-name free agents that we discussed. So you know it. You know what the Freeman Mazda stat of the week question is right now. Are you for or against bringing back Brett Maher? Let me know in the chat. While you do that, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Because the ride of the week is here. This is a family-owned business. Has been so for over 65 years. And you can check out their dealership at Irving, Texas. Or if you prefer, you can do that right at FreemanMazda.net. In there, you can browse through their wide range of new and used vehicles. You can check out the features of every car, pictures of the inside and outside of every car as well. And as we do around this time... We discuss the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week. In this case, it is the 2024 Mazda CX-90 3.3 Turbo Premium Plus, a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle that starts at $54,920. It's got premium audio, third row sitting, a sunroof, rear air conditioning, and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you're in the city. That goes up to 28 when you are in the highway. Make sure that you check it out. They make the Freeman Mazda stat of the week possible, and we thank them for it. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Are you for or against bringing back Brad Maher? He just had some bad games as Gilbert. He really did. There, there's no denying that, as Katharina says. Our kicker sucked in the playoffs mode, got to a point in which extra points were kind of a sitting at the edge of my seat situation instead of making a beer run. He's just bad at some games, yeah, said uh, Gilbert. Toxic Tom says, I'm sorry, but the Maher hate is incredibly emotional. He had an all-pro season, had one bad game, and nailed all his kicks in San Francisco, at least bringing back into camp. I'm kind of surprised, by the way, that he's not on the roster right now. Talk, uh, Joey Bellas is four. Greg Reese is four. Double R's is all for bringing him back. Greg Reese says bring him back. Gilbert as well. Uh, shout out to Draw Nose, who says, ¿Qué onda mi compa Mauricio? ¿Qué onda Nación de los Vaqueros? Si se puede. Shout out to Draw. I appreciate the Spanish in the chat. So, yeah, honestly, Brett Maher might be the Cowboys' best shot at the starting kicker job for the upcoming season. Hopefully, they hurry. Uh, hopefully, they bring him back. OTAs kick off May 22nd. I am very intrigued as to how the Cowboys will go about it. Do they maybe want, uh, did Maher maybe want to take some time off? I don't know. Is this on the Cowboys' side of things? Maybe they. Do not like the idea of bringing back Brett Maher. We'll see. We'll see, but Maher is definitely a force when it comes to the kickoff stuff that we mentioned earlier on the show. And when it comes to field goal numbers, if you are looking at them objectively and going by what they have done over the last couple of years, he might be the best choice out there. At least number-wise, 
he clearly is based on numbers that we just saw. So it would make sense, more sense than I thought it would before planning out this show. Because uh, the one thing that I knew today, this morning, was the following. Like I knew that Maher was a legit player that the Cowboys could re-sign. And I knew that the free agency market would not be attractive. But I had not sat down and, you know, put together the numbers on a piece of paper. I did so, and I was like, oh, none of these guys made 85%, over 85%. Uh, gold made 85 So, yeah, it's not, it's not great. It is not great. Uh, Drano says cut him. It sucks, but kickers have a small margin of error. Just to uh, maybe Drow was not around for the beginning of the show, though. Drow is, uh, excuse me, uh, Maher is not currently on the team, so you cannot cut him. He is a free agent at the moment. I'm making the argument for him to, to be signed again, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but I agree with Drow, though. Like, kickers are very difficult to figure out. And the reality is, and this is a reality that maybe fans will hate. I personally hate it. Maybe you can get an idea as to what T.Y. Hilton can do because you've got some games you can watch. You can get an idea as to what Stephon Gilmore brings to the table. You can get an idea as to what Brandon Cooks brings to the table and even like Anthony Barr who remains unsigned, etc. It's very difficult to figure out where a kicker is at at any given point of his career because we've seen very different versions of Brett Maher. And I do think that when a team brings three kickers into a kicking competition to see who they sign, those competitions really matter because it's a situation in which how are you right now? Whether it's from a physical health standpoint or whether it's something like, you know, we know that it's a mental game too for the kickers. They can get in their heads if they miss and it can be kind of like a spiral out of control type of situation. I think maybe that's what happened to Brett Maher towards the end of the season there. So it's difficult to know. It's just difficult to know from our point of view. Let's see here. Missing extra points and field goals as draw is totally different from a player missing a block or dropping a pass. That is completely right because there is a lot of points involved. Like anytime a kicker is in there, there's points involved. So draw, draw has a point here. The one thing that, that sucks though is... What are the alternatives? That's why I love the idea of maybe going after Jake Moody in, in round four of the NFL draft. Clearly, though, the none other than uh, the San Francisco 49ers liked that idea a little bit more, right? <laughs> Toxic Dumb says, Mo, the Maher's last team interview, he said, happy birthday, Mo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Triple R, thank you for joining the show as well. Katharina says, we don't need him tripping again in the playoffs. Talking about Maher there. If you bring him back, what you are trying to do is ha not having him trip out in the playoffs, obviously. The goal, though, would be to... To, like, I, I mean replicate what he did for the majority overwhelming majority of the season i know it's kind of like a wishful game 
think, but what's the difference with the other guys? That's that's what I think is difficult to like accept the fact that okay, we don't know what Vizcaino is. We, we don't know what he brings to the table because he has very limited experience. And these veterans that we can look at in the free agency market have not been as good as we think they have been. The numbers do not lie when it comes to kicking. And that's the reality of things. Marker has better numbers than every one of those four guys that we just discussed. So they tripped too. They tripped too during the regular season and they tripped too during the playoffs as well, some of them. Dronos is what happened to Gary Vai. He, he had some struggles, if you remember that, uh, in, in the offseason. He had some struggles in preseason. Didn't do great. The Cowboys moved on. I don't know where he is at right now. I don't know if he's signed to an NFL team. I would have loved to see Jonathan Garibay, who has a Mexican family, thrive in the NFL. But he did struggle. Being totally fair, he did struggle last year. Changed agents to, I don't know what he's up to right now. But anyways, moving on a little bit here on the show, I wanted to address some conversations that were taking place in social media earlier today because the NFL has released the first few games of the schedule. Specifically, they released the New Year's Eve game. They released the Black Friday game. By the way, the Cowboys are not getting the Jets on Thanksgiving because the Jets are going to be playing that first Black Friday game ever against the Dolphins. They released the Christmas Day game, which will take place on a Monday Oh, man, Sunday 24th is going to be on a Sunday. We'll figure out how the family plans will work out, I guess. I hope the Cowboys do not play Sunday night. Anyways, back to what we were talking about. Uh, the NFL released its international games, and it's kind of a crazy slate. There's no Mexico game right now because the thing is that the Estadio, Estadio Azteca, is not going to be available because they're going to be doing some renovations as the 2026 World Cup approaches. These are the five games that were announced. Just some quick thoughts on it. The Jaguars are the first team to play two games in the same season in London. They are becoming the London Jaguars even more so uh, with two back-to-back -back games in London. One will be as the away team. The other one will be as the home team. And then the... Titans and the Ravens will also play at London. And these are three consecutive weeks, by the way. And then week nine and week 10, the NFL goes to Germany. And you've got the Dolphins playing the Chiefs and you've got the Colts playing the Patriots. We're not going to dive into every single one of the details regarding these international games, but I did, want to, I did want to explore that possibility that Todd Arker from ESPN even tweeted about of the Cowboys potentially playing in Mexico in 2024. These teams are being assigned an international area, right? So the Patriots were assigned to Germany. There were some uh, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, Broncos. They were assigned to Mexico. And there are many other countries that are involved with the NFL from a marketing standpoint. Essentially, the NFL could maybe... Uh, get into sponsorships, buy, uh, sell merchandise as a league in other countries. But now NFL teams can do it independently 
if they are a part of the home marketing international program, something like that. Uh, it's giving them those rights. I say this because it means that the Patriots, when they play abroad, they're likely going to do it in Germany always because they got Germany. Uh, same for the Chiefs. And when the Cowboys play abroad as the home team, it's likely going to be in Mexico. I don't think that the Cowboys will be hosting a game in Germany or in London. It's going to be happening in Mexico. And the teams that host these international games are the teams that get one extra in their calendar because of the 17th game. So one year, it is only AFC teams. If you look at the international series, only AFC teams will be hosting the international games. And next year, it's going to be NFC teams. That means that this is a requirement. Many people said, oh, Jerry Jones is not going to sell a, a home game to play abroad. No, this is going to be a requirement. And starting in 2022, every single team is going to have to host an international game over the next eight-year period starting in 2022. So we're uh, seven more years, right? Anyways, I say all of this to say this. I do not think Mexico gets to host the Cowboys next year. I'm not even sure Mexico gets to host an NFL game next year. This is the reason why the 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 renovations are not going to be ready for the World Cup. Like they're not going to be ready for 2024. At least that's not the expectation. The expectation is for the renovations to take like 18 months and they have been delayed because there's a lot of stuff going on. Some people have reported John Sutcliffe from ESPN, who I know you know because he went crazy on Monday Night Football and he yelled Monday Night Football before the game started when it was in Mexico last year. John Sutcliffe is one of the leading reporters for ESPN in Mexico. So he is reporting that Estadio Azteca might sell its naming rights. And that's kind of like what's slowing down the process of the renovations. Point is, I find it very unlikely that it's going to be ready for 2024. Now, does that mean that the next possible year for, the, for Mexico to host the Cowboys is 2026? I would say probably so, because if there are soccer fans here, let me know if I'm right about this. But usually the World Cup is over by the time the NFL season starts, because usually it happens in the summer. 2022 was different because it was in Qatar and it was like the weather stuff. That's why it happened during football season. But if I'm not wrong, by 2026, it would be ending earlier. So just kind of like venting here. And you guys know that I care about the Mexico stuff because I live here, obviously. But yeah, I want, I want the Cowboys to play a game in Mexico you know I'll be there. Like, I will pound the table for me to be there in a in a important capacity, like in a, maybe in a press capacity. I want to be there, obviously, for, for a Mexico game. If it happens in Mexico, I'll take care of that. And it, we will provide you with some cool coverage, I think, here at ADC Sports Dallas, if and when it happens. So hopefully that's 2024, but I don't think so. I think it will be later should be 2026 at the earliest because the Cowboys are not going to host a game if they don't uh, 
if they don't have an extra game on their schedule. So 2025 and 2023, obviously, completely off the table. Now we know about 2023. No Mexico game. That's been confirmed. A lot of people in Mexico are asking this, though. Dro is asking it, too. He says, okay, if the Azteca is closed for renovations, why not play in Monterrey? I think the main reason why is just stadium capacity. Monterrey has very nice stadiums, like very freaking nice, uh, beautiful stadiums, I would say. The one that's uh, BBVA Stadium, which is for one of the top soccer clubs here in Mexico. It's ha- it doesn't reach even 60,000 fans in capacity. And I think that the NFL wants to go into those iconic stadiums that can host a lot of people. Like, think about it, Frankfurt Stadium, Wembley Stadium. They go to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They go to Estadio Azteca, which is like big time, obviously, in terms of historic importance and the capacity that it uh, can kind of like, you know, accept. But there's also one theory, and I've talked with several people that might be like, you know, more knowledgeable about this. And what I've heard is that another topic that might concern the NFL is the logistics within the city. Like Mexico City is huge and it might have way more infrastructure to host an NFL game. And I'm not talking about hosting the teams. I'm talking about hosting all of the tourism that is drawn by an NFL game and kind of like the traveling from the hotel to the stadium, et cetera. Maybe that's what the NFL also looks uh, at. Uh, I cannot confirm that this is a theory that has been shared to me by some people that might be more knowledgeable about it than me. So I cannot confirm that. I'm just sharing the theory with you guys because a lot of people have asked that to me. A lot of people have asked, why not Monterrey? Monterrey is a, a, a nice city. It's got the stadium, at least in terms of it being very nice. Plus, I think it's also going to undergo renovations that I would assume so, but I'm not entirely sure. Drow says, Mauricio, do you support Club America, Cruz Azul, or Pumas? I say that I support the Chivas, but I really don't. Like, I'm, I do not watch uh, football, soccer. Not my cup of tea. And I don't know. I, I cannot even tell you why. Because I cannot say that it's because it's boring. I enjoy the heck out of baseball. I enjoy the heck out of goals. And those are <laughs> way slower sports. And I played soccer when I was uh, in grade school. I, I, I don't know why I've never gotten into soccer. I love sports. I'm obsessed with sports. Soccer has never cut it for me for some reason. So I say that I root for the Chivas just to piss off some people. <laughs> That's literally why I say that uh, here at a local radio station. But yeah. Anyways. If the NFL is going to start playing in Mexico every year, then Acapulco needs to build a stadium. You would be surprised, but those uh, beach areas have not had success with pro football teams here in Mexico. Speaking of Mexico's pro teams, which is not saying much, like it can be for a variety of different reasons. A lot of teams have not had success here in Mexico. We're in the early years of professional football in Mexico, but I have a I have a feeling that it wouldn't work out as well as we think it would. Mo, does the coin toss and drives out in the field with the Freeman Mazda ride of the week? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I do that. I do that. Anyways, uh, thank you to Mike for the happy birthday wishes. <laughs> 
Double R. <laughs> Double R, man. Come on. She said, Mo runs across the field with a tackle in his hand saying, look at me, mom. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, is Tony Romo your favorite golfer? Says David Lawrence. Nah, man. This is going to be biased, but uh, I root for none other than Mr. Abraham Anser, just because he's, he's from Mexico. Um, I mean, you know, I'm just kidding. But I don't root for single guys. I just watch for the storylines. I don't have a golfer that I seriously root for. And I'm more of a casual fan. I tune into the majors, essentially. And I go crazy during Masters weekend. Toxic Tom says, how safe is Mexico right now? I live near the border and it was rough. It is, you know, it's obviously got some stuff. But in my experience, and I live near the border too. Uh, I'm from Chihuahua, Mexico, which at one point was listed as one of the most dangerous cities in the world. There were some rough years uh, back then when, when we were listed as such. But... You know, all of that uh, insecurity concerns, like, they kind of happen behind the scenes. Like, if you're not involved in that type of stuff, they won't bother you. I I, I think it's kind of like uh, maybe overstated from the outside looking in. Like, if, if you're here in Chihuahua, for example, like, you can, you can drive around. You, there's nothing to worry about, mostly. But... Yeah, it happens behind the scenes. That's what I would say. There were some years, and, and I know this is not, I mean, I know this is a sports joke, but just like, since we're talking about it, I'm going to say this before I leave. There were some years that, you know, I remember that even school was canceled because stuff was happening. Stuff was happening on the streets. Let's say that uh, shuttle groups of people were on the move and kind of like reorganizing how they were structured, et cetera. So it, it got rough for a while and it may get rough here and there in certain situations, but it's not, it's not like uh, some people probably imagine it. At least where I live, there, there are obviously some cities that can get tough and some so-and-so as well. But yeah, uh, Stephen White says, we have some dangerous cities too. Yeah, I mean, I guess all across the world, right? Maybe it's different type of situations, but, but still, uh, I would assume so. Stephen White says, the food is better here. If, if you're talking about outside of Mexico, I don't believe it, man. We've got the greatest of foods for sure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on the show. Do me a favor, though, and hit the like button. Share the stream. Every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Primetime brought to you by our friends over at criminmazda.net. Make sure you check out the ride of the week and I will talk to you tomorrow night post-schedule release. We have a lot to talk about tomorrow night because we will react to the schedule and we'll have some fun to end the primetime week. Thank you to Katharina. Thank you to Altina, Toxic Tom, Ines, Lance, Double R. Thank you to everyone for joining the show tonight and I will see you el día de mañana. Muchísimas gracias. Hasta luego. Bye bye.